In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you by the number of national championships Alabama had after shutting out LSU in the 2012 BCS National Championship game. Welcome to episode 14 of the Gospel Friends. In your face, David. Awesome. (laughs) I'm Chase, and I'm pumped. I'm Samuel, and I'm stunned. I'm Nick, and I'm thrilled. That's good. So uh, we wouldn't be able to get away with that quite so easily if our friend David was here, but he's not. It would be better if it was episode 15. I realize that, but... I just had to take advantage of David not being here. Love you, buddy. Nice. We did have a new voice in the mix today. We did, but before we get to that, I got to do something. All right. In honor of David, I have just taken my belt off, which is the thing that David does before every podcast. He takes his belt off. And now all of the world knows. Okay. I am in stunned disbelief. I thought the whole Alabama football thing was going to be... Enough to make us all go, uh, I'm officially done. So We said before the show we were going to reveal all of David's secrets throughout, right? That's the plan. At least that's my plan. Go for it. Yes. It was was more kind of, you know, just to to make him nervous. I didn't realize we were going through with it. I have 97. All right. So we talked about a good buddy of ours who was sitting in the cheap cheap seats last week, and he is here um, in all his glory this week. Samuel? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, but I need you guys' help for a little bit. Well, you sound uh, a little. Well, see, here's you sound nasally. Here's the thing. I haven't done this kind of thing in a long time, and you guys already have your podcast voices. I need to find That's a podcast true. voice I'm for sorry. today. I'm sorry. What now? I, I need to find my podcast voice for today. Your podcast voice. Yes. Yeah, so I've got three that I want to run by you. And you tell me which one you want. Okay. Well, I will say this. You know, you and I have had a long and less than distinguished, but at least a long (laughs) broadcasting career. (laughs) Yes, but, you know, it's it's been a while off the bicycle. Got to get back up on the the three three wheelers. I was was thinking about it the other day. You and I started uh, broadcasting on the radio. Like, you know, that's kind of old school. I'm sorry, what did you say? It's it's an old technology, but we started in 2002. 2002, yeah. That's That's been a minute. Did a little TV, AM, FM, all that kind of good stuff, and oh, yeah. now you're Ran back. Do you want Yay. that to blow your mind? That's the year I got married. Oh, wow. wow. How about that? Cheers. Y'all so you're a graduated eighth grade. Um, we started early, right? Yeah, right. Not quite that early. <laughs> so let's help you find that podcast voice. All right. I've got three I'm going to run by you. Just tell me which one you like okay. best. Oh, okay. First one is, I call it Radcast. Okay. Radcast. Radcast. Yeah, because it's like this right here. It's a radical radio voice. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, that reminds me of the time we were on uh, <laughs> oh DJC and we did that Sunday night show. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. like great. It's like rad. Okay? So is that okay? So is that the show that DJC did when they wanted to appeal to teenage youth? I I, I think because if so, that, that's why it didn't work. Uh, well, that, that let me tell you, it was called film. Saturday Night Life. Yes, with Jason Sam. <laughs> it was the hippest thing. Um, I think it. I think it has potential. Let's let's hear it. All right. Well, two. all right. Next is I call it Batcast. Batcast. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like where we're going with this. Which and it's exactly what you think it is. 
Wow. I'm Batman. Okay. That's look. I, but I'm not Batman. So far, I, but I, you know, I could talk and tell stories like this. Yeah, that's intense. You know, for our David Platt uh, bit today, we're gonna want intense. So that that's really gonna come in handy there. Here's what's gonna be fun in a minute. Let's let's hear voice number three. But I have an idea. At three, you know, I am not sold on, but I figured I'd throw it out there anyway. It's called Blue Cast. Blue Cast. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. And I just want to uh, talk like this through the whole show and, uh, you know, just comment on things that wow. you might. You know, like. I will say, I just, I, I'm pretty sure I've got my finger on the pulse of the audience fairly well. We have a lot of melancholy listeners. Oh. And that kind of voice would really, I think, just draw them in. Yeah. Just talk yeah. like this the whole time and. That reminds me of uh, Strong Sad from the old uh, Homestar Runner days. Oh, yeah. So I have an idea. We're In, in just a second, we're going to get on what's on tap. And what I'd like you to do is I'd yeah. like you to put the pause on the podcast always for a minute. Sure. While we do what's on tap, and then I've got an idea for you. So uh, who wants to throw out there what's on tap first? Well, I've already kind of teased mine a little bit, so I'll go ahead with it and say that uh, uh, for the serious portion of the show today, we're going to talk about Pastor David Platt Absolutely. leaving the church at Brook Hills and taking over the leadership of the Southern Baptist International Mission Board. Whoa. Wowza. Wowza, indeed. Uh, we would be remiss with being a Southern folk podcast Southern to not give some type of acknowledgement towards college football. And I'm going to bring a college football story, but it's from a perspective of, you know, where do we draw the line between a fan of college football and a fanatic who has gone off the deep end? Well, and Sam, you may not know this. We have a lot of European listeners, so uh, to We're them, talking college soccer football. Soccer is what yeah. they call football, I We're think. talking so about the, oh, the no, pigskin version, you know, the... The oblong. American. Yeah, the yes, oblong the brown where, ball. Okay. Yes. You looks, have helmets and like shoulder pads. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what, what I'm going to... version. Did you say wow. something about Russia? We don't no. want them to... Okay. No, I yeah, didn't. Rugby. It's one rugby. thing to take off Paducah, Kentucky, but the whole country of Russia, we don't want to do that. Wow. Wow. Well, we may make angry um, some people when we talk about this, and, and I will admit that part of the discussion is going to be if this is even real or not, um, but this past week I saw an article that Kirk Cameron wants to try to save... Christmas, and he has a new movie coming out this holiday season in which he tries to do that. So we'll uh, we'll link to a trailer and talk about that. That's going to be an interesting discussion. I'm I'm a little nervous about that one. So here's my idea, Chase, is that we flip a coin or draw draw straws, and he's got three podcast voices. Voices, excuse me. Okay, and we have three segments. Well, we need a three sided coin. (laughs) That's why I said draw straws. I I don't. I tried to fix it. I tried tried to to fix uh, it. But he has to use all three voices. Good. We just have to figure out which one in which segment. I, I'm down with that. The bat, the bat voice has to be for the the, the plat segment. It's very serious. Yes. So which one lends itself to the to the mel- what he calls the melancholy voice? I I think because of how much I um <laughs> think this thing with Kirk Hammond's a joke. I want I want to hear uh, real Saturday life life. Night that life. dude, that Night whatever life. it was, I want to hear that guy on the Kirk Cameron story. Oh, okay, if you okay. don't mind, no uh, melancholy so, man being so. Blue cast will go. Blue cast with the, is uh, college football. football. Okay. Football. That's going to be kind of odd. odd. Yeah. Maybe we can do blue cast. And for I'll one of the things we one. do at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. We'll save it for that. I'll, I'll talk normal we'll let, on my. On there my we bit, go. Because I'll be talking mostly on. Yeah. So then we're going to get kind of a whole flavor there. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, you're probably out there wondering. 
how in the world can I get in touch with these guys? <laughs> they and, may and not be anymore. Complain about this show <laughs> there you go. or. Okay. Uh, or vote for your favorite vote for the favorite voice, voice podcast. Oh, wow, yes. Please uh, be kind. Ask us yes, about. Yes, uh, we would love to hear after the show which voice was your favorite. Right, Radcast, right. Batcast, or Bluecast. And probably a lot of people are wondering uh, where David is or, or why he is in rehab for so long. Oh shoot! <laughs> Can you edit that out, Nick? I was. I'll absolutely to. edit that out. Okay. Just like I edit everything else. By the way, I'm not making fun of no. rehab. Just, just David. Um, okay, so here's how you get in touch with us through the uh, through Twitter at my gospel friends. That's at my gospel friends. You can also get us at a voicemail two zero five five seven five nine seven three five. Speak pipe. We actually would love to hear from you. We're going to hear later from a, a friend of ours from the United Kingdom who contacted us through Speak Pipe. Speakpipe dot com slash gospel friends. And finally, through the Hall of Dogma yep. on Facebook, which is our our smallish group, uh, maybe sixty or so folks, where rag we tag band. Of, it is a, rag, a Battlestar Galactica style ragtag oh, band. Wow. We we talk about um, theology. Here's the thing I love about this. Rob Johnson posted a great article in it today, and already uh, Rob's from Michigan. Already we've heard from our friend Emmanuel, who's from Birmingham, and our friend. Uh, Dan, who's from Australia, commenting on the article, but it was so nice. And and look, I'm not a, I'm I'm not a mamby pamby guy, but I get a little tired of the aggressive, arrogant debating you see in some theology mm-hmm. groups. And Absolutely. so far, the Hall of Dogma just seems like a a, a good, kinder, gentler, gentlemanly place. discussion. Yes. So check us out. That's how you get there. Absolutely. So um, you'd mentioned you'd referenced you all's time in uh, media production, the various in the sundry forms. Um, you mentioned that earlier, and so in honor of being in the presence of greatness, the former greatness co-host of Tech Talk, um, our game today is going to be technology inspired. And so um, we've got a couple of quiz questions for you. Oh and I don't know nothing about tech now. You are a tech so, manager say, at a I, I, yeah. multinational co- corporation, are you not? Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean I know anything about tech. Okay, well, <laughs> so, I've met I, some managers before that are you know, similar. <laughs> Great, and now Samuel and I need a new job. So if Hey-o. you think we're nice. Um, all right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and just um, show deference to the guest, and we're going to start with Samuel. Oh, so thank you. Samuel, uh, when was YouTube invented? Ooh, we'll go wow. ahead and give you four four year choices. Oh, to, really? Oh, great! Thank you. Well, with your complete and utter blank stare, we didn't want to let the pause go on yeah, awkwardly so too I, long. Like I was going to be, yeah, guessing, <laughs> pulling two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five. Oh, come or on, two thousand six. Okay, but, but, well, we know one of those. I'm giving, I'm giving you a range. What do you want? All right, or say nineteen eighty three. The first, the, <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. You Guess know, that one's eighteen seventy four, nineteen seventy four. You know that kind of thing. I was hoping it would be kind of an obvious multiple choice, but I see it's not. I'm going to say two thousand five. You hit the nose on, that's on the head. It's the first thing that popped in my head. Hey, hey so. real quick, I'll give you a little bit of YouTube trivia. Back in the day, Sam and I really did do a tech show. We had a website called chasingsam.com dot com before YouTube. On Google, we were the number one search result for when you Google amazing videos yeah. and other kind of videos. We literally got five to 6,000 people a day coming to our site to watch our silly, stupid videos. Videos, yeah. That was we before just, wow. YouTube. Yeah, way before YouTube. It was before, I mean, like, 
we would just scour. I mean, you know, we just find different videos yes. and put them on our site, and people that would is come amazing. To them. Yeah, it was that's funny. Pretty cool. Did y'all ever run into? Because I know early on they had some weird like licensing issues and stuff. Did y'all ever run into that or just no, these were, ahead? yeah, they, these were, these were like YouTube videos. I mean, it was just before wow. YouTube. That's all awesome. kind of made a, a place, a home spot for them. And you actually had to download the videos. We did yeah. not have a streaming player. Oh right? yeah. That's interesting. So you downloaded them and played so you them had to want to watch media player. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That is hurting me to think about. Okay. Yeah, buddy. Um, I don't have good multiple choice for you here, Chase. So oh, just bear fine. with me. Great. Um, but do you remember Mario's original name? Maybe. Luigi. Um, Jumpman. That is correct. Boo, yeah. I actually want to give you two points because you didn't get more. All right, look. You should. Straight up. Four. Look, you win. I would have not known that at all. <laughs> Samuel's just giving it to you now. All right, so um, I actually feel a little bit bad about this, Samuel. But uh, who gave the first public demonstration of radio? Mario. <laughs> That's a good guess. A guy I'm not going to try to pronounce, Marconi, Nikola Tesla, or Thomas Edison. Hmm. I'm going to say Tesla. You are actually right. Um, on March 1st, 1893, Nikola, Nikola Tesla gave the first public demonstration of radio. Bam. Tesla. Fascinating wow. dude. Yes, he is. All right. Um, okay. You guys are knocking this out. I expected somebody to have missed something by now. Oh, well, um, here it comes. When Mo- Well, it may be. When Motorola's Martin Marty Cooper made the first call from a handheld mobile phone in 1973, who did he call? His wife, his boss, a reporter, or his rival? His rival. That's correct. Uh, what a um, boom. Marty Cooper called his rival Joel S. Engel at Bell Labs on April 3rd, 1973. That is and awesome. said, yep. booyah. My dad actually had a, a car phone, I guess, in his car back in the 70s. It was massive and had a, like a 12-foot antenna on it. Crazy. That is, that is crazy. I and you didn't that. dial. You had to pick it up and ask the operator to call. That is awesome. Yeah. How long ago was that? A Mayberry cell phone. Like maybe 78, 79. Yes, it was a lot like a Mayberry kind of deal. That is awesome. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with that. Um, You you were around to remember this. What year did Microsoft ship Windows 1.0? Oh, 83, 84, 85, or 86? I'm going to say, just out of sheer guessing, I'm... Let's say 83. Oh, close. Uh, they actually announced in 83. It was released on November 20th, 1985. Oh, damn. 85? Um, yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. So, I was going 83 because of the whole 84. Well, never mind. I'm, I'm totally I lost. I bet that there. Apple 1984 yes, yes. was uh, a little yeah. later than A little later than. Yeah. That, um, that's me. That, November yeah. 20th, totally Microsoft shipped it. Um, it had been two years in development, so it was announced in 83. Um, skeptics called it vaporware at the time. Yeah. I bet nice. those guys. They were wrong. Really on the pulse. Um, all right. So, Chase, it's, it's to you to win. Okay. Um, I need to find a good one for you. Hold on real quick. Who was a co-founder of Microsoft? You are... You are just obscure enough to know the answer to this question. The first ever spacewalk was made by cosmonaut Alexei Leonov in 1965. Um, how long was the walk? 12, 18, 24, or 28 minutes? Minutes? Mm-hmm. Holy Dang. cow. Uh, Twelve, eighteen, twenty, 20, or 24? Mm-hmm. 24, 28. 24, 28. I'm going to say 24. Oh, you were wrong. Wow. Dang. Yes. We finally got somebody missing something. Thank 18. 
No. 14. 12? That wasn't 12. the answer. 28? <laughs> 12. It was 12. 12. Okay. I just, would have guessed low if I, you know, see, if, I, it, if it had been mine. Yeah. And I but well, then I was he's like, not, surely that's, you know, going to throw you off. He was actually playing the game, and I, I I wasn't sure if he would pull the sheer fact out of Chase Ram somewhere. But oh, yeah. Uh, we do try, we have been known to tr- intentionally try to juke people. Um, that's indeed. good. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> I, to, I really will have to edit some of this out. Uh, just how many of the first Apple computers were built, Samuel? 150, 200, 250, or just 100? I'm going to say 150. No, 200 were built. Oh, wow. All right, Chase. When was the first iPod sold? Are you going to give me a... uh, I was going to see if you knew it offhand. Let's see. Hang on. It's between 99 and 2004. I'm actually going to go uh, 2004. It was not. It was actually the first one was 2001. Wow, that is My so much goodness. earlier than I thought. Is that yeah. not a little wild though to that think is about wild. how how long the iPod's been around? Yeah, because I know I didn't have one. Well, the funny then. thing is, no, uh, to me it's it's amazing how in such a short time it has changed so much. Mm. Yeah, oh, remember dude. the the scroll wheel and all oh, that. Yeah, dude, because it big. It I mean, it was a big. A, it was it had a literal hard drive it in it. I mean, it was like a mm-hmm. just an encased hard drive. It you was say two thousand one. Okay, I guess we probably talked about the iPod on the on the. Oh yeah, the first yeah. Few tech talks. Well, that's why that's one of the reasons they were the size they were because they had to accommodate a laptop hard drive and be able to spin the physical drive. Right. So, um, all right. Um, Apple Computer was founded by three partners in nineteen seventy six: Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, Ronald Wayne. What? Oh, go ahead. Calm down. Wayne sold his share of the company back to Jobs and Wozniak before Apple was incorporated in 1977. How much did he sell his share for? $500, 800 $1,300, or $2,000? I'm going to say 800 That is correct. Wow. Wayne walked away from Apple with $800 in his pocket for his shares. Somewhat ironically, Jobs, Wozniak, and Wayne came together on April 1st, April Fool's Day, to start the company. Wow. Wayne is often considered one of the most foolish men in tech history for this action. You better believe it. Do you know he is punching (laughs) himself in the face to this day? To this day. You know, I I would love to know, and I've never heard a story on it. I'm sure it's documented or somebody's asked him, but what made you give up? Like, what made you walk away from it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that was early in the whole thing, but, I mean... Back then, eight hundred wasn't nothing. Oh no, it was you know something. But, but still, I'm just going. Wow, he had no idea, or, and that means you know they probably none of them had really yeah. any any grid for what it was going to do. Yeah, look, I mean, I remember watching the, and I I know it's fiction, but the Pirates of Silicon Valley movie, um, and just kind of watching the way that all came to, and they were literally in garages, and so we are the pirates of Silicon Valley. Nice. You mix metaphors, bad dude. Sorry. All right, so that's got the game wrapped up. So that's actually with you winning, Sam. Um, with it being first week on the show, we'll either let you uh, kick or... I'm disgusted or... by this, by the way. You'll be okay. Do you want to kick or defer? Do you want to do your story now, or do you want to do it third? Oh, okay. So my my option is first or last. Yeah. 
Okay. I will say first, okay. because I don't think this is a, a last topic kind of topic. <laughs> Fair enough. So. I do think we'll spend a lot of time on Platts, so it's probably all right. Good. Well, this one involves a truck fire in Arkansas. Uh, it also involves college football. A truck so, fire in Arkansas. I, what like, a, I like how this is started. What does a truck fire in Arkansas and college football have in common? <laughs> Any given Saturday? <laughs> well, when you're a starting quarterback for Arkansas. No. Yeah, buddy. You walk out one early one morning and find your truck set on fire. Uh, Brandon Allen, the uh, University of Arkansas Razorback quarterback, um, actually had this happen this past week. Um, uh, you Wait, know, when? I, I believe it was the first of the week or, or last weekend or something like that. It was just recently. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that he walked, you know, his truck alarm was going off at 4 a.m. He gets out and just sees it engulfed in flames. And I've actually seen pictures online of it. Okay. And that thing burnt down. Really? I mean, it's, it's crisp. It is. I mean, there's no, you know, it is total. There is no, you know, hey, let me replace this seat and all as well. It is burnt. So. But, you know, now let me be fair in, in, I guess my, uh, what's the, what's the word broadcasting, you know, integrity here. They are not necessarily at this point linking it to his, you know, being a, the quarterback of Arkansas. Okay. Okay. They are suspicious. And this is why, because this is not his first time with a run in his car being vandalized. Ooh. Yes. After the Mississippi State loss in November of 2013, Allen's car was grossly egged. I mean, like overabundantly egged and just, you know, probably, you know, killed the paint on it. You know, that's not that's not a fire. So, I mean, that's quite different. But this isn't his first rodeo with his vandalism and, you know, to his vehicle. So do we think this is an inside job? Are these... Are these Arkansas fans doing this? Are, is well, that look, the speculation? Well, who else would now do look the, the egging? Season? The egging is most assuredly right, right. an Arkansas fan who was bombed wow. out and took it out on him. This is before the season started, so That's odd. it could have been you know somebody you know anti Arkansas. You know, I'm not going to say it was Auburn or anything like that, but you know somebody just throwing them off. It could have just been a random act of vandalism. It could have been. Well, that's but a it was just strange. an interesting link. But it got me thinking. Regardless of what you know, what the verdict comes out on this this particular incident, you know, regardless of that, you you look back and, and his last year's incident of vandalism was because you know they lost you know they lost a game. That's crazy. And his his you know his vehicle just gets utterly egged to death. That is, I don't know, guys. For me, what mindset? Do you have to be in to do this? And I'm not talking like rhetorically, we're all depraved, we're all sinners. I'm I'm really I'm going at the the fact of you know, your team loses or you're the star. You know, it could have this this burning could have been the fact that you know what? I don't think Brandon Allen should have started as quarterback. I don't have think he should be starting this Saturday. The second string quarterback in this particular <laughs> well, instance. Hey, yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't sue me, second well, string quarterback. Well, you know, well, but you understand. What if yeah. this person was saying, I don't think Brandon Allen should be the starting quarterback this year. I think he should be the backup quarterback, and I'm going to burn his truck to throw him off. You know, it, it could be. But what brings somebody to do this in regards to college football? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and look – we're talking 
we're not talking about team hatred. We're talking about taking it out on a personal individual. We're, you know, so I'm not talking like the Harvey Updikes, who is such an Alabama fan. He, you know, poisons wow, the Auburn trees. I am talking about, you know, the Alabama kicker who received death threats, you oh, know, vi- you oh, know, yeah. texts and that kind of well, thing. Well, I will say we are, we as three guys, and I, Nick, I know you have a comment to lead us off oh, here. Yeah, I'm no just going to frame the comment real quick. There is nobody more uh, equipped to talk about this than uh, three Southern Alabama football fans because we are by far the most reasonable Let me... college football fans <laughs> in the world in this state. Well, yeah. sports fan. You think of sports fans in Dude. the state of Alabama, the first thing you think of is reasonable. Yeah, reasonable. Yes. So I'm glad to critique. For those new to Arkansas. the podcast, Chase is fluent in sarcasm. Um, <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that's, you know, first of all, before the season even starts, I hope this wasn't football related. I I really don't. Because it seems odd timing if it was, because the season hadn't even started. Yeah. And and, and this is where the little bit of football homer comes in. If you're going to do this, especially in the year Arkansas had, why are you going to focus on Brandon Allen? That boy's doing the best with what he can. You know. Fuss at Brett Bellema. You know, and that's what I don't understand is, is you've got grown men. That are that are old enough to have boys these young men's age doing this. Harvey Updike is old enough to have children. Yes, the age of these players, and you're doing stuff to to effectively, <laughs> you know, boys. For look, I, I'm only I'm only 33. I, you know, I don't make any kind of claims to know everything about the world. What I do know is what I thought I knew at 20 years old, and being as you know just high praise as these kids are there's just a, a degree of real world that we should have that we, you know, <laughs> come on guys. They're, they're kids playing a game on Saturday. Yeah. How do you, how you do know. you take it out on the individual? That is what I'm saying. I look, I, I don't get any of it as far as team rivalry. I love college football. I am Absolutely. a Georgia bulldog through and through. I love the university of Georgia. You know, what's y'all's like thing? Go dogs. Is there a, Oh yeah, you're talking. About, oh you know, yeah, you've heard him bark before. Do yeah. it. Just well, let's go. It's, this is what we do at kickoff. Go dogs, sick them. See, you've and heard you know. That. So I, I yeah, love. But now that. I have it recorded. Okay, and there's going to be a ringtone well, on my phone. Yeah. Okay. I'd look, that's cool. I'll, I'll get it as a ringtone for me, man. I love that. But I so I love college football, sure. and and I love rivalries. Sure. I love the rivalries. I, you know, moving here to Alabama, you know, <laughs> twenty years ago, nineteen years ago. You know the whole Iron Bowl rivalry. You know you really experience it here in Birmingham. You the wrong side of that, by and uh, well, Boy, you know it. You. it look, so I am all about that. I love the rivalry. I love the tension. I even love some of the smack talk. But my goodness, how do we how do we cross that line from being, you know, a fan to just a you've gone off the deep end fanatic? It, it just I can't go there. My mind just cannot wrap around, you know, the actions one takes. Against a team, and especially against an individual team yeah. member, a college kid. If you're in yes, Alabama, it's a college kid. We know how to handle these things. When you're frustrated with your team, you don't take it out on a college kid. You actually go to the coach's office and throw a brick through his window. <laughs> well, you wow. do. Thank Which you. true story that really happened yeah. when Bill Curry was here. Uh, a fan, I think it was after an Iron Bowl loss mm. to Auburn, which Bill Curry had a few of those, uh, a fan went and threw a brick through his window. But you know what? He that was a man. So he was at least 40, so you could do that kind of thing. 
Well, look, we have half of at least half of the top twenty-five head coaches of you know college football listening to this podcast. So at least I half. would like them to call in or email <laughs> us and just let us know how many times has your tire been slashed or you know your headlight been broken See, out you know because I of a do loss. That to saving. <laughs> that, that might come back to bite you. Well, that's and that's the other thing I guess that's that's tough for me um, in in this particular scenario is that you know you don't hear about that with the coaches. You yeah. hear about kids yeah. mm-hmm. getting crazy. blown up uh, again. The was it was it Kate Foster who got yes. lit up? On, yes, that was awful. That I, one was one of the worst. And that's it, I, you know anyway. I'm not trying to say he he was or wasn't a good kicker. I, what I'm trying to say is is that's is that's pathetic. Um, to, to light a kid up for something like that. I, and I'll admit this, you know, we, um, I am an Alabama fan, um, never made any, any qualms about it. Um, and I was, I was amped up for the game yesterday. The game was tense and I, and last night, you know, there was a lot of emotion tied in to, to watching the game and the ups and downs and will we, won't we, and you know, all these things you're watching and it's, and it's, okay, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying it, but I realized, Wow. I was I was really invested in a situation yesterday that I had no control over, and ultimately does not matter in my life. I remember doing the same thing in the 2013 season. I intentionally kind of forced myself to put a wall up because after the 2012 um, SEC championship with Georgia, I realized I had like my whole day was about that game, and I'm like that. Especially as believers, I guess is is my thing. We're in church. We we're talking about this morning about people that literally gave their lives to the Lord. Um, not, not necessarily martyrdom, but, you know, a, a circumstances happened in their life and they devoted themselves to the mission field. And then I just kind of, sitting there this morning hearing that story after kind of being all uh, about the game yesterday, it was, it was a gut shot, man. Oh, yeah. Well, look, I, you know, I guess to kind of bring the, the plane of this article down, you know, to the runway, I, I think... We are, this is just a great example of how we all are designed for passionate devotion. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. We are designed for passionate devotion. And, and when it is not, you know, given in its right place to the right person mm-hmm. who is Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, crazy things happen <laughs> and you lose your mind. Yeah. And, and especially it becomes even more dumbfounding when you're applying it to something as love it, it's a great game, but as something as simplistic and as undeserving mm-hmm. as college football. When your devotion gets to a level that you have such rage that you're going to go and attack, you know, something or someone on the from the other team because you lose, or your own team because you lose, you have you have way past the line yeah. of of sensibility. And and gone into idolatry. Idolatry. Yes, I got something here. Uh, John Piper wrote a fantastic article. Uh, it was, I think, it was a few years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Discerning idolatry in desire, mm. and, and he's got a twelve-step uh, process for testing whether your desires are idolatrous or not. I I know that sounds a little religious, but I, I, hopefully you can go to the article and see. I don't find Piper to be a, an overly religious kind of guy, but I'll just give you a few of these tests. He says, enjoyment is becoming idolatrous when it is forbidden by God. Well, that's pretty obvious. The second one, enjoyment is becoming idolatrous when it is disproportionate to the worth of what is desired. Mm-hmm. In other words, I, I've had plenty of 
Saturdays and Sundays where my weekend has been ruined my whole week when Alabama has lost. That's idolatry. Yep. Uh, that's idolatry. Number three, enjoyment is becoming idolatrous when it is not permeated with gratitude. Hmm. Four, <laughs> enjoyment is becoming idolatrous when it does not see in God's gift that God himself is more to be desired than the gift. And, and I'll read one more. Finally, enjoyment is becoming idolatrous when it draws us away from our primary duties. Nice. So that is strong. There, yeah, use a piperism that is strong. I'm going to. I'll throw in um, a link that Platt, if I can find it. Um, but Platt has a little bit of a rundown. He he did last year around football season about. Yeah, David tweeted that out. Did he? He did. Yes. When did he tweet it? He tweeted it out during college football season, and Last my year? wife read it. Okay, and she kept pestering me to read it. That's... I don't know why. I mean, I mean why? really, What's I was it? at a conference, and why he, do I need to he read gave this? that speech? Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting there at one, at, next to one of the guys that I go to some Alabama games with, and I'm just sinking in my seat, like, "Don't look at me." Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's. Well, look, and and, it's and strong, and, and there again, we, we can apply this this Absolutely. devotion to so many things. I mean, you know, hunting. Uh, you know, a lot of a European lot of, football, European football. Oh, Music. my goodness. Well, oh, yes. I mean, you, you're talking about something that gets crazy, you yeah. know. Uh, what was oh, the, World Cup season, not yeah. too far removed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, people die there because they're, you know, that's, teams losing. I mean, Akabar yes. or what is his name? What was his name? Ak- Escobar. Escobar. That's it. Oh, Escobar. Columbia. Yeah. yeah Columbia. Well. Back in the day. I mean, look. Don't anger it's the crazy. soccer fans, please. Sorry. Sorry. That's a good point. <laughs> So, all right. Um, absolutely. Look, I, I completely agree. Um, it's something we've got to be careful of. Yeah. We have to steer our devotion to whom it is due, and that is Jesus. Amen. And to that. when we do it yes, to anything amen. else, it is idolatry and will cost us sanity. It will. Right. It'll draw us away from God. Let me give a shout out here. Uh, it's an appropriate time to our friend Brad E. Melton. Who tweeted us this week and hey, said, Brad. "Love your show. I've become a big fan, David. I'll do my best to remain a fan after Saturday." Hashtag Go Hogs. Hashtag wow. WPS, which I believe stands for Woo Pig Suey. Oh wow, I forgot. Which is what yeah, they say. Not to um, not to anger Brad, but there are some um, rallying cries in the SEC that I'm coming to become more aware of, and that was one of the ones that makes me um, chuckle. The well, most. I mean, what does Roll Tide mean? That's kind of a I weird look. I, and I respect that. That's is the, look. Y'all's is so messed up. I've never understood that. Whoa, you've got whoa, an elephant. Whoa, whoa. You've got an weird, elephant as a mascot. I'm saying messed up. You got an elephant as your mascot. You're the Crimson Tide, and your thing is Roll Tide. And I understand. I mean, isn't it? Isn't that reference to that crimson algae that was very deadly and dangerous? Is that true or? Is that an urban oh, I legend? Don't, I actually don't there, know that reference. No, it's a it, it's it's a it's a great crimson tide of elephants. Can you can you make him stop? He is defaming <laughs> my idol here, and I'm getting very upset. You're getting angry. Wow. By the way, the, uh, I'm oh my gosh, y'all, he just threw a Mountain Dew on me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that wow. is a lie. Well, look, you've got you've got the elephant, you've got the crimson tide, roll yes. tide, and then you've got Rammer Jammer. Oh yeah, and then the yellow hammer, which I understand, which is a bird, bird, yeah, state bird, but it's the only time it's in ever football lore we yeah. ever referenced. It. But in fairness, you got the Auburn Tigers and, and War Eagle. <laughs> War Eagle, so, that's true. That's also that is kind of weird. That is, yeah, look, you got some schizophrenia going on in Alabama football, college football. So just just as a, a casual hey, you know what aside. we say, go dogs. You know what our mascot is? A dog. Hey, what's his yes. name? Hey, how about that? Huh? What's Ugga his? nine. 
What? Hey, by the way, the Crimson Tide not have to do with the the Ocean Tide phenomenon. No, it's, it's not a big tide of red, red uniformed people. Yeah. Speaking of uniforms, very that's briefly, really all it is. That's really what it was. A, a you, look, I was trying to help y'all. I was trying it. to help y'all out. Well, because I mean, I mean was, if you were a poisonous tide of, of maybe, crimson algae, but that's weird. That, it is highly weird, but I'm trying to make sense it's like out of it. Coming in like a tidal wave of red. I think it was noise. Noise. Rest, yeah. 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 Well, okay. the noise sounds like. A, hey, speaking of uniforms, sorry. I'm looking at Brandon Allen's Arkansas uniform. Uh, that's sharp. Uh, that's a yeah. That's look, a I'm sharp telling you, uniform. There are some uniforms out there these days and times that are ugly and and just sinfully, a couple sinfully years ago. ugly. Yeah. Yes, mm, but there organs. are some sharp uniforms out. Or, they are looking man, tough. Texas get... Tech has one. Man, Do they that? have a okay. They have a tough looking uniform. Ooh, I feel that idol pulling on me again. But, Let's get back to that. Yeah. run from idols. <laughs> Good times. Um, well, um, we will run from. An idol to something that in in this movie trailer um, tries to tear down idols. Uh, well, apparently from football um, to Christmas, from football, <laughs> yeah, from one idol to another. Hey, you know oh, what? I was get snap. What? Now you've made all the Christmas people mad at us. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Thanks, That's new better. guy, for making everybody mad. And Send don't don't forget too. which voice is he switching into? You're switching into Radcast for your commentary here. Oh, okay, all right, all right. let's do this. Um, but no, the um, the gentleman in this. Uh, in this trailer, which according to the article, his name is Christian White. He is wait a minute, is it Christian White or White Christian? Okay, wait. So set the stage. We're talking about a movie with Kirk Cameron. Good old, right? good okay. old Kirk Cameron. Um, some people love him. Some people hate him on on both sides of Christendom. But um, he has got a new movie coming out this uh, holiday season called Saving Christmas, in which um, in this trailer we're about to to play the audio for. Um, Christian White is uh, has left a Christmas party and he is raving against Christmas. And the tie-in, Mister Bust Up the Tie-in, oh, um, is that he is he is raving that um, the Christmas tree is a pagan idol and this was a former druid former druid custom and da 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 and on down the line. And Kirk Cameron um, wants to save Christmas for him. So I'm going to play this audio real quick. Um, YouTube, don't sue me or anything, and then we'll talk about the movie. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Hey, uh, where's Christian? How's he doing? Is he okay? Oh, he's fine, really. He's just, he's just not into Christmas this year, that's all. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings, whatever that means. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. Newsflash, not in the Bible. That's a pagan idol symbol. It was the winter solstice. Jesus was not born in December. It's exactly what the Druids did. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. And guess what? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took, and took it. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? Yes. Everything you see inside there, it's all no. about Christmas. It's all about Jesus. You love Christmas, and you want it to be all about what it's all about. This Christmas, dive headfirst into all of the joy, the dancing, the celebration, the feasting, the imagination, and traditions that glorify the true reason for the season. 
spirit. Ha, can I get an amen? I see the scales are falling off. Glory. Ah, glory. Mm. Join me and my family. And together, let's put Christ back into Christmas. <laughs> All right, so help. Uh, well, there, there's a few things to say, so let me let me give a few disclaimers. Before. Oh, there are more than a few things to say, right? Okay. Here. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be there talking you go, like Red this. Cap. Yeah, good, good. Um, I first saw this. I think it popped up on on the good old book of faces Facebook and. Um, the article I first saw was from theblaze.com. Um, thank you, Glenn Beck. And um, and I just kind of skimmed through it. And I couldn't find it when we went to do show prep. So use the good old-fashioned Google. Because, you know, the poster looked pretty cheesy. Uh, we'll have all this linked in, in the show notes. Um, and I was a little thrown off. And I'm like, this is this is a joke. I, I, I really can't believe that movie poster. Well, that, there is no I, way that's that's the real. So, so that's our... That's our first caveat is we've talked about this before the show and none of us are sure if it's a joke or not. Um, but uh, they've got a legit website, savingchristmas.com. Um, they've got a studio that I, I seem to be remember being attached to other projects. And um, one of the is um, one of the groups is Cam Fam. I'm assuming Cameron family because, you know, his sister, his wife, they're both actresses. Um, True. And, and so... Are they both in this movie? It, it doesn't show them here. It's it's just all about the Kirk and and what I've seen here. Um, they're probably running away as fast as we want to. Um, sorry, bad. Shouldn't have said it. Um, have to edit that out too. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we're not sure if if it's it's a joke or not. So if we get you know kind of psych, um, just kidding with you guys later on. Hey, we got psyched, but there's a lot of other websites that are media websites that are starting to report on this guy now. And so, um, basically I think we kind of know what Radcast's initial impressions is, but, f- but flesh those out just a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't know what's, I don't even know how to respond to this. Is it really real? I mean, what, where is he going here? Is he, is he talking about, um, even Sam can't hold the voice you know, up for long. Sorry. We need is some zany about... sound effects, like a, a car some... huh? huh? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, look, I, mean, you know, I see two different things he's going here with. You know, he's, he's like going, uh, he's trying to say, okay, hey, Christians can have Christmas and they can have a Christmas tree. But he's also saying, hey, uh, you know, what's this paganism that, that's attached to it? I mean, what's he, what's he vying for here? Yeah. Chase, what's your initial? Uh, here's my initial thing. I will say this up front. I like Kirk Cameron. Oh, yeah. I like uh, he's partnered I'm turning with off the... Radcast, by the way. Okay, I can't well. hold it the whole time. <laughs> Sorry. Was Look, I was wondering how long it was going to last, but good effort. I'm a fan of uh, Ray Comfort, the, the guy that uh, he and he, they've done a lot of evangelism stuff mm-hmm. together. Uh, I like the guy. I like uh, – what's the movie they were in, the, uh, the wedding movie? Uh, Fireproof. Fireproof. Thank you. Uh, good movie. I'm all for it. Love the guy. This strikes me as a little tone tone deaf, a little out there. I mean, and by the way, I love Christmas. Well, no, we sure. have Christmas we all love trees Christmas. and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, so, is he? But he's also, uh, you know, I, I, what I was saying while I go. I mean, is he trying to save Christmas and for Christians, or is he trying to fight political correctness so you can say Merry Christmas instead of? 
Yeah, look, I, I, is he I doing both? By the way, I don't mind. What is the purpose of lost, this movie? I don't mind if a lost person says to me, "Happy holidays." What else should they say? Yeah, it's not like my priority in life is to get them to start saying the right thing. I want to see them saved, right? Well, I don't now, care it, what they say. They say Happy Hanukkah, or I don't celebrate your stupid holidays, Chris, Christian. Fine, that, but I, that I, I is want you okay. To save, believe the gospel. Now, uh, to flip that though, I, but I also don't want them to say, "I don't want you saying Merry Christmas." Oh, absolutely. Now, I should yes. have the right to say Merry Christmas, but sure. I don't expect a lost person to say Merry Christmas back to me if they're concerned about the Christ that is in that phrase yeah. and and Absol- the Christian, yes. you know, references that it you know invokes. I, I don't see a lot of place in Scripture for us to get angry when a lost person says to us Happy Holidays and lecture them about how wrong they are. That that doesn't seem to fit with the gospel or the the epistles or anything. Am like I that. wrong here or is holidays as well holy days? I mean is well, it is oh, it a reference to that? Now what? <laughs> oh, you guys are funny. Go ahead. Now I know why y'all had the vast radio audience you did. Mm. Um I love you guys. Um no, I, I remember one time we when I, I was working at the call center and I, I didn't think anything of it. It was Christmas time, I, you know, it was a Christmas tree over in the corner of our office, no big deal. And I said, Merry Christmas to someone. They're like, Happy Holidays. And they and they were perfectly polite, but that tone invoked a, did you give them the rock bottom and then the people's <laughs> elbow? Because that's what you should have done. Okay. Chase, I need you to tone it. No. Um, but Seeing I, some I'm hypocritical just, and, you know. Oh, that was a joke. Oh, okay. Sorry. What right. I guess I guess here's my um, thing in... in I don't want to go too much on a, a, a target um, more than just voice a, a particular concern, but there seems to be a little bit more um, just extreme extremist to um, Mr. Cameron, the further and further he gets into his movies. So, you know, a few years ago he was working on the um, apologetic stuff with Ray Comfort. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, what you saw there was a recognizable face with a, a, a reasonably good apologist. Okay, and so tag team, hey guys who recognize me, um, listen to this dude, and dude talks, and he thinks recognizable guy, no problem. Fireproof, hey, movie about saving marriages, um, hey, moron, man, wake up and love your wife like yeah. Christ, you know, no problem. But, you know, he's got a movie out, um, Unstoppable, um, he's got a movie out, something about In Memoriam or In Memorial, and it just seems to be he's taking on an activist flair um, with some of his stuff, and I just... Getting very aggressive, would you yes, say? Yes, to, to a degree that I don't... I don't know what it does for the gospel. Well, is it? Yeah, is it concerning topics? Is it you know around topics sure. that aren't you know the main thing? Are, are well, you are you kind of majoring on a minor kind of that, deal? Is that what my, is that what my concern? Well, that's what I wonder. I, I, and look, there there is every bit of possibility that this is just a goofy Christmas movie from a Christian perspective, and they're just having fun. And if they come out and say that. Hey, you know, more power to it. Rock on. But if it's some kind of uh, statement, you know, or, uh, you know, rallying cry for, you know, Christians to follow in behind them using this movie, then I'm going to scratch my head a little bit and wonder, why are we focusing on this? Why are we worried about what it seems that movie's, you know, banging the drum about? Yeah, if you go to SavingChristmas.com, it's Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. And it's, it's a picture of him, um, and it's got all the Christmas memorabilia behind him. It's got a tree. It's got ornaments. It's got presents. 
candy it's stacks. It's got cash. He's holding a candy cane, and he looks like he's ready to swing it at, at the audience. And the tagline at the bottom, put Christ back in Christmas. Well, <laughs> well, to be clear, he doesn't look mad ready to swing it. He's kind he of grinning, isn't He looks mischievous. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to put too – but I just – He's smiling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're, that's fine, but that's not the look of someone who's trying to put back Christ back in Christmas to me, who's who's ready to swing a candy cane at somebody's head. <laughs> so well, you obviously have not read the story of the candy cane, my friend. Well, I've read I've read the story of the coming money this Christmas. Um, Chase will be reading the story. <laughs> Jesus of had the to break a whip cane. and yes. ran some people out of the you know. But I, that's my concern is that it's becoming more activism Christianity rather than gospel Christianity in in the. Yes, he's talking about the the reason for the season, but you know, is it more about that or so he can tell people Merry Christmas? And that's and that's just my concern. And time will tell. The movie will tell. All right. Well, um, with my last statement to Kirk Cameron in Radcast, Kirk Cameron, I just want to tell you, man, just please keep the main thing the main thing. Let's focus Christ in Christmas, and let's not worry about. Am, am, did I lose y'all? No, no. I was, oh no. Oh, okay. Please, yeah, y'all kind of like. For I felt you to like say what you were going to play next. I, I, yeah. Well, I just felt like I lost you, and so no, it, that wasn't that wasn't lost. That was overcome with a feeling. Okay. That I, that left me speechless. So okay. Go ahead, well, go ahead Radcast. Okay. Right. More, more than a feeling. <laughs> more than uh, a feeling. Okay. okay. All right. Well, let me let me get back up. Kirk Cameron, let me just say this, buddy. Why don't you oh, keep dear. Christ in Christmas and keep this movie off the theaters? <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Wow. Chase, if you want to try to top Radcast. I, I, don't, I don't think I can. Look, if the topic wasn't over, I think Radcast, um, I, nobody can top that. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That is awesome. All right. So, Chase, um, Brother David Platt, I think someone that um, all of us here have a great respect um, and uh, just – kind of respect for his ministry and what he's done. Um, Indeed, we do. Big decision that came. Yeah, so uh, I I actually, in, interestingly enough, I got wind of this uh, Tuesday night uh, through a Facebook post uh, of another uh, uh, Baptist pastor friend of mine uh, that, that was posting that he had gotten wind that Platt might be considered for the IB, IMB, the uh, a Southern Baptist International Mission Board presidency, and he was uh, pretty much putting up a vehement argument for why Platt shouldn't be the president. Should not? Should not. And, and let me, before I get to that, let me back up okay. real quick and say, this is what happened this week. Uh, we're in Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. I know our uh, our Twitter page says Deep South, but we're in Birmingham. Uh, that is the home of the church at Brook Hills, which is pastored by a man named David Platt, who is the best-selling Christian author of a book named Radical, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy that puts on Secret Church, a good friend of Francis Chan. Um, he is a uh, Calvinistic Baptist, Southern Baptist guy, and he is passionate like crazy for missions. Uh, he's in his mid-30s. He's been a pastor at Brook Hills for uh, eight years. And, hey, true story, I was at Brook Hills this past week a lot longer than David Platt was, because <laughs> I work at the seminary that, that meets there, and I never saw David uh, wandering the halls. So um, here's well, so he, What if he just wasn't on your hall? He, he may not have been. He has, like, higher-up offices for <laughs> fancy, you know, fancy people. You don't have the clearance to get there. Probably don't. Probably don't. Uh, but it, this week it was announced that Platt is stepping down from the pastorhood at uh, the church at Brook Hills. No scandal there. I think they, from everything I can tell, they are grieved as all get out that he's leaving. And he is taking over leadership of one of the largest, if not the largest, 
uh, mission movement in the world, the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Church. Uh, and he's going to be in charge of all of the missionaries, thousands of them, uh, and and leading the 42,000 Southern Baptist churches in their missions efforts. Wow. So a huge deal, especially that for a guy in his mid-30s. very huge deal. 30s, yeah. Buddy. Well, but people said the same thing whenever he took over it. It broke hills. hills. Yeah, he was oh, mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, mid twenties, and and took over a a very large, yes. very you know, fast growing church. Yeah. Here's the objection, and and so I'll, I'll tell you that guys, this real quick, and then get your take on on the situation. Brook Hills, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention has this thing and has for many decades called the Cooperative Program. And essentially, every church who is a Southern Baptist church, which um, uh, they they pay money each month or each year into a fund that is supposed to fund missions in the United States and missions abroad. Um, it's called the Cooperative Program. And the issue that a lot of people have with David Platt is that Brook Hills is not known for being a leader in giving into the cooperative fund, which essentially funds the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board. In other words, he's not been a big financial supporter of the organization that he is leading right now. And later on, I'll kind of give you uh, J.D. Greer's answer to that objection. But that gives you the controversy. What's, what are you guys – what kind of take do you have on this situation? Um, you know, and you may can flesh out a little bit of the story because I, I, I remember the generalities of it but not the specifics. But um, Platt was in New Orleans um, when Katrina came through, um, and he and his family were displaced by that, was he a was he still a seminary student then, or was he a professor at that Let's time? See, Do you that recall? would have been two thousand and five. Uh, I believe he had graduated with his PhD by okay. then. Uh, although it's very it was very close. I think he was the chapel preacher. Yeah, in I've heard different parts of this in different places, but he was displaced by Katrina. Um, ended up in Birmingham out of some of those relief efforts, and um, he had a a focus on missions, as you can hear clearly in every almost every sermon I've ever heard from oh, him. Yeah. Um, in in the books he writes, um, it is it is obvious that this man has a heart for missions. Um, he actually describes having. Um, kind of argued with the Lord, um, hey, God, you know, it's it's cool um, that you've got me here. It's not a bad church to be at, reasonable budget, you know, all the resources to do anything, you know, da 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 But I want to be out there. I want to be on the missions field. And he he talks about having argued with, with God about it. Um, and, you know, the Lord kind of keeping him there. And he's he's even said, you know, if, if you're going to have me pastoring a church, send me somewhere besides Birmingham, where there's a church on on every corner, yes, oh, yeah. and it's or been two. A, what, what's that? I said or two. Yeah, well, but it's been a really neat thing to watch because in his time at Brook Hills, he has tried to kind of push back on that church as usual, the, the way to build your church, and he's just gone back to this is the gospel. We're focusing on the gospel. We don't need a rec center. We don't need this. I remember the elephant room and him kind of um, kind of facing off with Driscoll at the time about um, goldfish for their kids because mm-hmm. he, he challenged their internal ministries to save money for missions. And, and so 
you know, yeah, he he caught he caught a lot of flack over that goldfish. Um, I still remember the, the and pic- taken out of context. You know, it sounded funny, of, but yes, it does. But when you hear what the real reason was and that they were doing it, that it, was their way. And of it was sacrificial giving for it missions, good. and it's yeah. like made sense. No and problem, we were bro. all on his side back in oh, the yeah. day. Days oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I understood Driscoll's point because where he comes from, being able to provide those kind of little more comforts to people that that aren't comfortable used to it. But here in the South, I mean. We are some of the most comfortable church people mm. in the world, yeah. And and so you you know, right. I really, I really was pumped up about kind of the the unction he brought behind him. Oh yeah. Um. And so to have that kind of mentality in in charge of a missions board, um. You know, I I can respect the guys, but he hadn't been. You know, what has he done for us? And and I and I I hear your your concern, but what I would what I would do is kind of. Just encourage that guy, not even challenge him, uh, but encourage that guy to consider Platt's message for the time he's been at Brook Hills. Mm-hmm. And I think the proof's in the pudding with with Platt and, and his focus. Well, for me, and, and that's my response is, you know, and, and understand I am speaking largely from ignorance. I don't know David Platt personally. Absolutely. I don't know the IMB. You know, I don't have a great, you know, I have this relationship with IMB, but... From what I do know of Platt's messages and Platt's books and, and hearing him speak and and what the mission board is supposed to be about, that just makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Just makes perfect sense. And I'll be honest with you, I I have great hopes now for the International Mission Board mm-hmm. with him at the helm because of the heart that God has given him for missions and for the gospel and and really going, going, going. I just feel like he's going to be the shot in the arm that they need to to really see them get their focus back, if it is indeed as off as it kind of appears to be from my distant view. Well, it's not too distant because the the fact of the matter is we don't talk about this a lot. We don't even talk about it here at the church, but the Hall of Dogma Church, in, in which we all minister in, <laughs> is a, believe it or not... I don't tell a lot of people this, is a Southern Baptist church. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Wow, wow. And so uh, we're a very different sort of Southern Baptist church. Don't judge us too harshly or, or whatever. You uh, would not think so after being here very long. <laughs> you, you wouldn't. And, and uh, I, you know, for all of its uh, goods and bads, we're, that's just who we are. But we're Southern Baptist church. We're, we're, I guess, closer to the situation than most. Um, is that why you type proud to be a Baptist, which is what I was smiling at? You know what? It's 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 funny. I, I will tell you why I typed that into the show notes. I wasn't joking. This week, when they put Platt in, whoever put him in as the head of the International Mission Board, it was the first time in quite a while that I actually thought, man, this feels great. Yes. I mean, I was pumped. And, and I, I, I'm going to say... I almost I'm I'm hesitant to say I was pumped for my denomination because I'll be honest with you I'm a Southern Baptist pastor I'm not a big fan of denominations don't Nor hate I. them I'm in one but I don't like talking that way mm-hmm. but I was pumped I mean I was excited 
And I'll give you one reason why. This is one of his quotes, one of a billion you could find along these lines on missions. He says, the price is certainly high for people who don't know Christ and who live in a world where Christians shrink back from self-denying faith and settle into self-indulging faith. While Christians choose to spend their lives fulfilling the American dream instead of giving their lives to proclaiming the kingdom of God, literally billions in need of the gospel remain in the dark. Wow. And that's who this guy is. He was pastoring a Birmingham mega church with a a bunch of rich people. Yeah, I was about to say, in a very affluent area. And he was blistering them with the gospel and this call to missions. And wow, it was working. Yeah, they were were eating it up and responding and planting churches in the poorest poorest parts of Birmingham. People relocated. I remember that. So... Look, I, it's it's again. I, I hear what he's saying, but Platt is head of any missions board. If you say, "Hey, candidates for a missions board," and I'm big enough to think I can pull them away from Brook Hills, he's oh, on yeah. my list. So, yes, no doubt about it. I don't know anybody in the modern age that burns with this kind of passion for missions. No. He's no, like a absolutely. Hudson Taylor uh, or an Adoniram Judson, and. I'm just. It's yep. quite convicting, just to be honest with you. Oh, I gosh. feel, I, you know, it's just, I, I love it. You, you don't hear me say it, but I just feel like when I, that quote is so strong there, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, I don't want to be an American dream Christian. I want to be a kingdom of God, you know, proclaiming Christian. So, yes. So we've, we've got a couple of responses on the hollow dogma, and I'll, I'll kick it to you, Chase, next. But that's that was actually what I was going to say is, you know, that's what's, what's tough is that, um, you know, you hear people kind of square off anytime somebody talk starts comes to their church and starts talking about missions, and they say, "Well, I'm on a mission field every day." So, I guess that's my my question is is what response does this um, does hearing Platt have? What what does it have for you practically in your everyday life, Samuel? Oh well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I I work a nine to five secular job, but you know, we are never off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Christians, uh, you know, true Jesus-following Christians are never off. You don't have off times. You don't have times mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, you know, you don't have vacation, per se, mm-hmm. from, from the Great Commission. Right. And, uh, you know, so no matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter who you're talking to, the gospel should be there. Now, it's going to look different in different ways at different times, and there are times where you have to be wise, you have to you know, know exactly the, the culture or the environment in which you're ministering the gospel to, but it, is, it should always be there, and there should never be a time. And, and look, I struggle with this on a constant basis. I, I don't want, ever want um, someone to not know that I love Jesus, mm, you know? Amen. You know, <clears throat> I'm, I don't want to scare them away, right. you know, or anything like that. Uh, you know, you don't want to be Kurt Cameron in that post. Hey, oh, but no, I mean, I, I don't want. I, well, and and here's the thing: I don't want to be disingenuous with it. I don't sure. want to be like, oh, I'm supposed to be happy Christian. Hey, let me tell you, uh, my name is Samuel, and I just want. I have to tell you next I think that he's I got love a new Jesus. Podcast voice. So mm, that's a good um, one. Oh, happy Christian, happy yeah. Christian cast, happy Christ. Cast okay, That's but anyway, you know, I I don't want to be disingenuous, sure. but I want people to know that wow, you know, 
this guy, there is something different, and that difference is Jesus. It's mm-hmm. not him. It's not you know his upbringing. It's not anything else. But it's Christ in him, yeah. and you know. And I'm not. I'm not talking about the the old uh, Saint Francis of Assisi. <laughs> you got him. You yeah, got, got him. him. No, I'm just kidding. Catholics, uh, but... <laughs> Russians, Paducah, Kentuckians. I mean, we're just getting everybody. Getting them all. Kirk no. Cameron. I mean, uh, but his old quote, you know, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Yeah, you know, he never and said I, that. I was about to say, I don't even think he actually said no. that. He is accredited with saying that. And and look, that that sounds like a nice saying, but I, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about. Oh wow, you know, just my actions speak, you know, blah blah blah. I do believe our actions should speak, but our voice should name the name of Jesus. Yes. And and with our mouths we should confess him. Amen. Chase, what are you kind of talking about that missions um every day when you when you see things like this, when you hear things like this, what does it do um for your, you know, you're you're kind of in a similar situation to Samuel. You you kind of have um multiple responsibilities. Um but, but what does this do for you in terms of that kind of call to the mission field? Look, it it pumps me up, and there's a it challenges mm-hmm. me every time I hear Platt, and I've heard him a lot. Uh, we've been to Secret Church, hosted the Secret Church uh, simulcast here uh, at our place up. when the internet holds up multiple times. Uh, I love the guy; he mm-hmm. always challenges me, and rightly so because I can totally get into American idolatry mm-hmm. and fluffiness and comfort, and that is not where we're supposed to live as Christians. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love to live there. Uh, Sam, you remember years ago, you and I went on a mission trip to Mexico, and (laughs) and, uh, I... I, Let me tell it. Go ahead. Oh, let me tell it, please. Oh, no. All right. So we're we're in Mexico, and we're there for just a week, and we're on our way back. We're crossing the border back into the... We've just finished a week long. You know, we've built some houses. We've witness to people. We've seen, you know, people get saved. We've seen youth groups, which is actually, we were actually brought in to minister to youth groups alongside ministering to the people they were, yes. you know, going on the mission trip with. So it was an interesting setup because we didn't even know these youth groups. Right. We were brought in to lead worship and, and preach to them in the evenings, but also help them during the day. A great time. But we're on our way back from this week-long trip. And we're in this old rickety, I mean rickety van, mm. and we get right close to the border and just gridlock, <laughs> gridlock. And we're sitting there in this oh old rickety van, and it is so hot that the cables under the hood are literally just melting. You know, no yeah, way. it is It is crazy hot. We had to get out and raise the hood and look at stuff. And, you know, we I, even had we our, had we had our nine months old yeah. babies. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my firstborn, Josiah, uh, Chase's firstborn, Chloe, they were not even a year old and they were in there with our wives. How did you and, talk your wives into this? <laughs> and I don't it remember. It was nasty. I, and I mean, we were sitting there for, it just seemed like hours and hours. We finally get going again. And the van, we were actually even concerned that the van wasn't even going to work. It, right. We had, like I said, we were lifting the hood and checking things out and hoping and praying and all this good stuff. But we finally get over. But the moment we cross, <laughs> the moment we cross the border from Mexico into the U.S., and I, it was just stunning. Chase just goes, God bless America. <laughs> I literally, when I got out, kissed the ground. 
That is funny. It was unbelievable. That's oh, funny. how I wish I had a camera phone at that back then. Good. Yeah. So, it was just so, like God bless America. All that to say, I'm not you know Hudson Taylor or, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I've been on a lot of mission trips, but Platt pushes me to go deeper. And the fact of the matter is, Southern Baptist denomination I think is the biggest evangelical denomination in the United States of America, but is totally declining. Hmm. And and I would just say. To, to, to my, my Southern Baptist brothers and others who might be critical of this decision, like Nick, I get the whole cooperative fund thing. Mm-hmm. But the answer to that situation is not maintaining the status quo. Mm-hmm. The status quo is the Southern Baptist denomination is slowly, not quickly, but slowly uh, receding. Its impact in world missions and local missions, evangelism, mm-hmm. uh, baptisms, etc., is not plummeting, but significantly falling. Hmm. We need a firebrand like this. This will ignite young people. Platt, God, I believe God will be, use Lord. Platt to ignite young people for missions. I think this will have a net effect of increasing giving. And if I know Platt, and I don't know him personally, but if I know who the man by reputation, by yeah. reputation that we will have a, 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 a higher giving to the cooperative fund, greater mission impact, and more efficient use of that money, which has kind Absolutely. of been a cr- criticism some people have had. Well, and that's the thing. Well, which I may have, be part of the reason they don't. Well, I wonder, is that the reason why they weren't giving into it? Because the funds weren't being properly hey, how used. About that that's for, what J.D. Greer said yes. was why they weren't. Yeah. How about that for a job interview, right? Is, you, is you're talking to them and going, hey, you know, um, you're one of the biggest members and you could really benefit this um, if, if your church would participate. Well, as soon as you start using the money right, we'll start participating. Oh, that's hard and then, for And then it's y'all, – if y'all both seem courageous – Yes, okay. I have. Okay, so there's there's a scene, spoiler alert, but there's a scene where um, one of the, the four or five guys that have signed this courageous covenant, um, some people at work are trying to get him to be dishonest. And what it was is it was actually MacGuffin. Um, that was their job interview. And if, if he said, no, I can't cook the books for you, you get the job. Nice. And, you know, it's, it's a cute part of a story, but, you know, you got to wonder if, hey, that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. God works I, in mysterious ways. So. Yeah. Indeed he does. And look, I have... You know, much, much excitement about this. I think this is a great thing. Yeah. And and I have I have much more confidence that the funds will be used properly Absolutely. for the gospel. I do too. Got some feedback. Uh, asked the question in the Hall of Dogma, what do you folks think about this? We heard from our Irish friend, James McSorley from uh, Belfast, and he says, Hi, Chase, don't know the guy in question, but our own pastor is moving on after 60 years in the ministry. Wow. And it was heartbreaking. He says, I pray that the church in Brook Hills, as well as our own flock in Belfast, are able to transition quickly, and amen to that. That, you know, with that right there, he even brings up a point, though, that is phenomenal, and that is something you don't Amen. see in the church in yeah, America oh, either. Yeah. Pastors staying with the flock that you know that God's called them to for the you know what what is it? Back in the day, it used to be like eighteen months turnaround on a senior pastor. Yeah, yeah. It I was think it's crazy. about crazy. It's probably like that still. I, oddly enough, I think McSorley's pastor is named uh, McConnell. No, Are you serious. I am dead serious. Yes, uh, because he was Pastor McConnell. If don't if make David him mad. was don't make him. <laughs> he mad. was wondering uh, if David was related to his pastor. McSorley and I go wild. way back. Yeah, David, by the way, claims to be Irish, and, and I would just say to that, David is about as Irish as haggis and kilts and bagpipes. In Edinburgh. Wait a minute, those are Scottish. I'm sorry, right. to all oh. of our. Oh wow. 
All right. Also, we're in so much trouble. (laughs) Herschel Kreiss says that he's excited about the choice of David Platt for the IMB. His heart for unreached people groups and his enthusiasm is exactly what is needed for the job. The fact he is younger will also attract other young people into service. His church is a sending church, so he has set an example for other churches to follow in regard to equipping people to reach out to others locally and beyond. And that's absolutely true. That church has sent out so many missionaries and has not failed to financially support missions. They give a ton of money to support missions. It's just unknown how much they've given to the uh, cooperative fund. Yeah. Good, good job overlooking Emmanuel, um, our, our good friend of the show and upcoming co-host. Um, oops. What did Emmanuel say, <laughs> his, Nicholas? His Emmanuel's respond, response was a one line. Yeah, I have no problem with it if what God's called him. It was a bit shorter, but yeah. good. Yes. I know, which is why I realized you went with the longer, more... Um, Yes. Not more articulate, but just more. Well, look, I mean, that is, no, to me, that worry. is the rhetorical statement. Look, more if this content. is where God's called him, absolutely. absolutely. And if this is not line. where God's called him, yeah. then, then it's not I a great you, idea. But what I said earlier, it just makes sense. Oh, look, this could totally blow up. This could, it's, Platt's Calvinist, and boy, that's a kind of a big deal in, in the Southern Baptist right now. There's some, there's some bad blood over that. This could blow up. It He's a new Calvinist real. there. Problems. <laughs> well, there's no such thing. Um, but uh, I, I tend to think this is going to be a good thing. If it blows up, it's going to blow up in a good way, a needful way, I should say. Amen. So I realized when I was reading, when I was trying to articulate about Emmanuel's comment, and no words were coming to me. So based on this comment, is Emmanuel the art, the antithesis of David, where? David would have a longer comment than all three of these comments put together, and Emmanuel drops one sentence. You know what? That is an interesting Is that why they work so well together? It could be. All right. We'll find out if he's the true antithesis of David in a few weeks. You'll have fun with that. He's on the show uh, pinch hitting for you, I believe, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be... um serving at a ministry we can hear locally. Awesome. Uh, One more bit of feedback. A friend of the show... Uh, Matt Chandler says, so I leave the country for a week and at Platt David becomes the president of IMB SBC. Hashtag right move. Hashtag till the world knows. So our buddy wow. Matt Chandler approves of this. <laughs> well, good. Then it's done. Well, I was about, I was about to say, so, I mean, case closed, uh, yeah. right? Do we need uh, Actually, I want to say Matt Chandler's a Southern Baptist, is he not? I actually think they I may be. I totally should know that. You right? <laughs> really probably should. Seminary graduate, all that kind of good stuff. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> so we actually are, um, have some other uh, listener feedback we'll already get going to. And um, I think our first is, um, Chase, Who who's our first voicemail from? Our first voicemail I'm is sorry, from, in advance. <laughs> is from uh, Chris Stuttard. In uh, the United Kingdom. Stoddard. Stoddard. Yeah, I mean, Stoddard. He Stoddard. says it beautifully, and, yes. and my um, my vocals just aren't quite equipped to pronounce his name as beautifully as he does. Two things real quick. We've This is two shows now. We've had a little bit of – we've had some last name issues yeah, yeah. here here and there. Uh, Mr. Suskin is one of the more funny ones that come to mind. But um, <laughs> David Cullen <laughs> Suckins. It was awesome. Oh yeah. So and then um, so there there was a little bit of conversation about this. So um, and, and the other point of, of observation is Chase has a man crush on uh, foreign accents. So uh, we're actually British, Australian, <laughs> Irish, Scottish, Welsh. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. So here's Chris's voicemail. 
Hello, gospel friends. This is Chris Dad here calling from the UK. Uh, sorry I haven't been able to get in touch with you. Soon I've been super busy. Hope you're all all right. Keep up the good work. Just off to a soccer game, or what, as we like to call it, proper football. Um, hope you have a great weekend. God bless you all. Bye. Proper football. Proper football. I like that. <sighs> I, ne- I need to know Chris's actual, like, where does he hail from? Yeah, because you were saying earlier, it kind of sounds it's it's got this conglomeration. It seems like it's almost like Scottish, Irish, English, yeah, yeah British. It's it's funny. I and look, I'm not any kind of nowhere near any kind of expert, but it's just I'd love to know where that particular dialect is is from. Yes, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in who's going to see play because well, uh, true. You know, I'm wondering if it's my, one of my my daughter, um, my oldest daughter, had a soccer camp recently, and we went and saw a soccer match. But it was um, a college soccer match, and that's probably the equivalent to them of like our little league baseball. So um, <laughs> it was a fun game to watch. But I'm, I'm kind of interested in who we got to see. So um, I think we've got a little bit more. Um, we got yeah several several feedback. feedbacks to get to. So did we ever? I've got to ask before we get too far into the feedback because I don't want to offend in anyone. Did we ever have a consensus on if it's Twitter, the Twitter, or um, I think we had one alternate, um, ye thine Twitter, thine yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> we did have that. Did that we ever have a consensus? Thine Twitters from Elijah Thompson. Thank you, Jeremiah Elijah. Martin says I love the Twitters. Keep up the good tweets. Uh, John Lorbacher says, LOL, at the, quote, the Twitter haters. I'm cool with it. I usually chuckle when I hear the Twitter. But I made a promise to a brother in Christ that I would stop using that for his birthday present. And I will uh, For that will day? For that, that episode? Or you're talking about from now on? I ever. didn't specify. So uh, I, I so can you can put the terms. That's sure, right. You sure. can make the terms. And so, At least for the next few shows. Okay. Oh, and I'm At some point, you go pull back the veil on who that was? Maybe when he guest hosts with us. Well, look, it, it's it's an affectionate term that we use from from our culture. Our culture loves to say the Walmart, or like I'm going to the Walmart, or I'm going I'm, to our the, culture. What? Yeah, I'm loving our Southern culture, trying to bail yes, me out. Our of Southern this. culture is, you Thank know, you, we buddy. just like I to put the it. the. That little. Uh, just for the record, for those of uh, those of you listening out there, not everybody in Alabama is a redneck. I mean, they're here, right? They're here, but and most you might be one. Don't if most Ooh. people don't say the WalMarts. They just don't say that. But we do because we don't. Yes, you say the that. Google. See, no, I say, no, no. Okay, we do it. You don't really say the kind Twitter. Of being funny. Yes, yes we do yes, it to yes, be yes. funny because it's a part of our culture. I don't culture. know many people around Alabama that says. See, it. that's oh, the come thing. on. No, no. Most of the people I've picked it up from, at least like, with, people say it legitimately, and I've heard it I, well, multiple. Yes, but not yeah. most people. The See, Google and the Walmart. The Google and the and the, the Google and the Twitter I picked up from tech podcasts along the way. I, I, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but I think I picked up the Twitter from one of Tom Merritt's shows. That's where I picked it up from. Okay. There you um, go. So. In your face. Yeah. Southern, Southern boy. Look, they're, they're making fun of us. Time for civil. We can make fun of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We can make fun of ourselves, but they can't make fun of us. He's, he's West Coast. Yes. All right. Well, look. At I'm Super Daddy even doubled down and said, uh, I shall be... Forever more angered by those who do not refer to the service as the qu- the Twitter. Oh dear! So now you're in a conundrum. Yeah, that's true. And oh, well, I got one more. 
at Ali McConnell says no to the Twitter, and my vote counts for 10 because I am a spouse. It, is that your wife? It's Sam? not my wife. Uh, Nick, is no. that your wife? I don't know that my wife has ever used her Twitter. Twitter I think account. my wife doesn't have a Twitter, and her name's Janet. So interesting, Allie. I don't. I don't know. Who, and what was that? The, what was the rest of that username? McCormick. Some sort of foreign last name. I can't really. Read it's it Scottish. Well. It, is, it is Scottish. It is Scottish. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, I do respect the Scots. So <laughs> got what some a- more feedback. <laughs> Oh, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, our friends Jared Buckley and Rob Johnson. Uh, Rob and his wife, Beth, I think, had a baby, Emmeline, um, several weeks ago. And then Jared Buckley and his wife had a baby son just a couple of days ago, Oh, my goodness. Yay. So, podcast baby. Shout-out to you guys. God bless y'all. First children for any or all, or do we know? I think it's Rob and Beth's first child. It's not uh, Jared. He's got a... He's got a large family like all of us. Oh, bless God you. bless him. Either way, bless you, because it's a journey. It is, but a wonderful one. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. At Jeff Nichols. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff Nichols at JNickNC says, Now see, that's what you call an entertaining Twitter bio. The one from at my gospel friends. <laughs> Podcasters take note. Yeah, buddy. That's awesome. James McSorley, we mentioned him earlier. He says, "Hi guys, great podcast. Heard about it via Twitter. Could be you're the that I'm the fir, your first Irish listener. I'm not from Athenry though, and I've famously said earlier <laughs> that uh, I would love to have a listener from Athenry because I like that song about Athenry. And here's one you guys can chip in on from Funky at Funky Stickmen. Um, he referenced episode four. He said, I knew all the NAS quotes from your game. Oh, your nerd cards are hereby revoked. Hey, hey. And he says, to be fair, I do have a, I do have geek cred. I started a band doing NES covers of pop slash rock music. We take requests. Are you Is there serious? any song you'd like to hear done Nintendo style? What do you think, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, look? There's, I mean, there's plenty. How actually. many? That's what I say. How, how <laughs> do, many will can he we take? get a whole album? Like, <laughs> well, what, what are you thinking? Like, are you are you thinking? I'm thinking some. Cl- you could do some classic '80s. Oh yeah, but look, Jesus is a friend of mine, dude. That was mentioned earlier. Yeah, um, that would be stellar and epic. Yeah, Jesus is a friend of mine by Sunseed, which is it's going to need to be a faster one like that. You yeah. know, something's got a little pop move to it. Because a slow one, I just don't know if the NES sound well, would pull off as well. Think about those later, um, think about the boss levels of Mario, yeah. where you're in the dungeon. Do, 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 do. I mean, it depends on the song, depends on how he does it, but there's something that could be good. Okay. It, so. is that Was that a serious song, by the way? I mean, back in the day, obviously. Jesus is a friend of mine? Yeah, was that for I, real? I, I, hey, look, they look like it's for real. If you watch that YouTube thing. video, Boy, that is an embarrassing. They are video. owning it, <laughs> cringe worthy. See, I heard about it after um, what's Beard Dude, Charles Spurgeon. Beard Dude. No, the Praise and Worship Leader. Oh Beard my goodness, I'm dude, blanking praise on his and name. Leader. Big hair. Oh yeah, messed up okay, how he loves yeah, David Crowder. Um, Crowder. I heard about it because Crowder did, did not it. corrected it. Um, the way the artist wrote it is the right way to sing it. Um, wah, wah. John Mark Millen. Um, <laughs> the age-old debate in praise and worship, or the four-year-old debate. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Crowder like actually covered that live, and it kind of blew up on YouTube, and that's when that video got pulled out, best I can tell. And um, I'll link it for, in the show notes for anybody who hasn't seen it, but it is a uh, 
the the message of the song is actually decent, but it's it's an interesting song. Hey, why not throw it out to the Hall of Dogma? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. Good. Look at you. It's like you've done this radio thing before. Hey-o. Good job, Sam. So let's, uh, what do you want to do? At, at my gospel friends, um, hashtag NES cover. That's NES, good. yes, hashtag NES cover. And let us know what song. And, and we're not going to restrict it. Um, yeah. You want to do some classic 80s hair hair metal. Wow. Um, some, some, maybe some late 80s. Uh, uh, striper oh, or some Petra. To Hottest with the Devil might be a, a good one. Yes. That is awesome. That, that is delightful. Might be a good one. That's awesome. Please, please put those on Twitter this week. And we don't want to overwhelm at Funky Stickman, but uh, oh no, that does yeah, sound like just, a fun little look, deal. Yeah, we we can take you know you can vote and suggest. oh yeah yeah send them. To it's us not like we'll, the we'll one you suggest will be the one, but hey, we need some ideas here. Yes, couple two more feedbacks, and then yep. we'll go to the after show. Uh, at R. Michael Woodward, uh, Woodard, we talked last week about the teacher who uh, uh, gave in-school suspension to the student that said, bless you, when somebody sneezed. He actually had a good point. He said, I remember high school where someone would sneeze and five class clowns would alternate saying, bless you. Okay. I, that's happened. <laughs> I've heard that. See, that's the whole there, – there is two sides to every story. Indeed. But, but you – Still makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. Finally, Chris Stuttard says, uh, Stuttard says, uh, we talked about Richard Dawkins last mm-hmm. week uh, and how he was advocating. Sam, I don't know if you know this uh, since you might have missed last week's show. Um, Richard Dawkins came out la- a week before last and said, for a person, a woman pregnant with a child who had Down syndrome, the only moral thing to do would be to abort that child. Mm. And that is that is hardcore. And Chris says, if we use abortion to stop people's future suffering, should we all be aborted as we will all suffer? Wow. Mm. That is, that's deep. That deep. is a good response right there. Where do, you, where do you draw the line on yeah. what is suffering? And, exactly. Yeah, that's a home run. Oh wait, no, he's in the UK. That's a That's a goal. No, a century. Oh, is that what you no, say in cricket? A yeah, century. Cricket. And while Chase, I have no idea. While Chase Googles, um I don't really want to yes. kind of run. There we go. Thank ah, you. a century. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder exactly if they call the it that because that's how long those games seem to go. <laughs> they do go a while. Wow. Oh, wait, now British people. It may be a good thing Sam's only on for one episode. <laughs> a century is a score of 100 or more runs in a single inning by a batsman. Good night. I'm sorry, in a single innings because it's plural. I've read about cricket before, by the way. I am far too unintelligent to ever understand that game. It oh. is so complicated. Hey, now I will say this for so I don't I have a a real authentic cricket ball on my desk at work. You and I so, both do. From yeah. the same guy who That's went on right. a mission trip to India. That's right. How have I never noticed that? It's Devin. Devin Come by, you I'll know show Devin. it to you. Is it out now? Yeah, sitting right on my desk. I'm going to be ironically sitting on top of a shot glass from Mexico. <laughs> Whoa, shot shot glass. Did you hear earlier when we said Baptist Christian <laughs> podcast? Well, look, I can't help what people bring me back from Mexico as a souvenir. Well, folks, we've enjoyed was, was this from the- to you thus far, and we'll be yanked off the air thanks to <laughs> I kid. Luckily, we're on our own website. Um, was it from the same mission trip? No. Um, <laughs> wow. Sorry. That was bad.
Football, football, football. All right. That gets us to the after show where we spend uh, a couple of minutes talking about things that are not quite as important as David Platt and missions and the gospel and saving people and uh, that kind of good stuff. Okay, so now when you articulate it that way, I'm not sure we should even talk about it. Well, we can't talk about it very long because it's not very important. It's That's right. Quick borderline idolatrous. Look, you have to be careful. And I will make note of what I just saw on the Facebook post. That one has by far the most comments, that post about oh, football, about your fantasy football oh, team that you're trying it to get together. I mean, by far. That's, I, you know, what does that say? Well, John know. Piper says it's idolatrous if you talk about it for more than four minutes in your podcast or it has more than 40 comments in your Facebook community group. Oh, So we're really close. No, you busted it. It's 48 comments, isn't it? Is it really? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. All right, so anyway, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. The, uh, we, the, just this past week, we didn't even announce it on the show. We just kind of had a brainstorm this past week and, and threw it out there and filled the league and had a draft. We the, the show, the Gospel Friends, has a fantasy football league. It, and it's made up of, of guys from Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, um, Alabama, dogs. Ohio, Michigan, <laughs> Utah. And uh, other parts unknown. So I'm pumped about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Who was your first round pick there, Nicholas? Oh, Do you man, remember? Or are um, you, you in so uh, many Rogers. drafts? Well, that's my, that, uh, that is a little bit my problem. So we, we have a um, church league that we participate in. And um, about halfway through that draft, our lovely internet provider here at the church went, um, and I just kind of got a little bit uh, – bad taste in my mouth about fantasy football this year um and i'm trying to put one together for work and so it's actually going to end up being three um and so it's, it was not fun to talk through the first topic because of the idolatry thing because i'm in three wah, fantasy wah. football leagues Ooh, wow. but hopefully you know the hope is too um especially all three of them the, the point for me um in doing them is um I like football a, a little, um, but some of the camaraderie that has developed it, in, yeah. in the leagues I've been in have been a lot of fun because it's actually been a talking point on Sundays. Guys that aren't my normal, like we're friends, we're cool, no problem, but aren't my normal sphere, we'll end up talking, and it's not even jawing. It's well, when it's a tool for fellowship, when yeah. there's a you know, yeah. when it's a means to an end and not the purpose itself, yeah, then yeah, look, it's I it's, a, it's fun a great game, thing. fun, great that I've mostly been able to keep the game, yeah. yeah. And we actually uh, we have a league at the church. We've had one for years. And one of the things it's actually helped do is bring in some of the new guys, some of the guys mm-hmm. that are a little quieter and mm-hmm. stuff. And we've actually deepened some relationships there. So that's look, cool. I mean, there honestly, there are guys that um, were the what's up, bro? You know, the the guy head nod. Yeah. On Sunday mornings, um, we no problem. We could sit next to each other at lunch and talk. But like we actually have a, a better rapport now. It's, I, it's a, I agree. It's awesome. It's been a good thing. Yay! By the way, my first round pick was Peyton Manning, which is an Alabama fan was a little difficult, but and it was actually a bit of a reach too. But I'm hoping he brings good things. Who was right. your first guy in the church league? Well, I'm gonna do it in the it was, voice of my Picard cast. Oh, nice Picard. Get it, Picard. Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, it was going to be my just, fourth. Just go podcast voice. Who was your first round pick? Fifth. First pick. <laughs> That's okay. Wait a minute. That was that was Sean Connery. <laughs> sorry, that was common courtesy. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. Okay. Hold is on. That, hold on. Is that Connery the common courtesy? Make it so. Number. Okay. My first pick was AJ Green. 
AJ Green, you're such a homer. Yes, I am. Hey, look, <laughs> no, that's a. Hey, look, that is a legit first choice. Legit. Yeah, I thought actually Adrian <laughs> Peterson would have been your first pick. How would you say his name? Sam? Adrian Peterson is how okay. I say it. Because you said it differently yesterday. Oh, really? And. Uh, Okay, I've got to work on my Picard voice. That that Picard cast was just terrible. We're just gonna let that go. Thanks. We're just gonna. It's been a long show, but it's been a good show. We're just gonna yeah. give that one to you. That's okay. Um, until you brought it back up, so you did that to yourself. Just just realize that. Yeah. Bummer. So I think that's it for us for today. Um, any parting thoughts, brother Friar Knowles? Hmm. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. And we're glad you're here. Yeah. It's awesome to be broadcasting with you again, brother. Oh, Chase, working same the- here. Oh, I'm we do. It. We do miss uh, our brother David, though. We, we love him too. Believe Absolutely. it or not, I only I only miss him a little bit because of um, where he's at and the pictures I have seen or um, yeah, the he stories is at I've the heard. Beach and all dude, that kind of stuff. Yeah. all week long too. Mm. Must be nice. I may or may not have got a text from him yesterday about um, some organization of his day, and right around the time a certain football kicked off on the football game kicked off on the planes, I got a picture of him. Uh, in front of his television. Oh, in nice. Their condo. <laughs> nice. So, nice. Chase, if, if people want to um, tell us what was uh, necessary about this show, how how do they contact us? Well, probably not through Twitter because they're having they're going to have a lot to say about what was unnecessary in this show. So, <laughs> best way to do that is uh, to get on the Hall of Dogma or join our Facebook page. Uh, the Hall of Dogma, just go to Facebook, search Hall of Dogma, uh, or search for The Gospel Friends. We also have a Facebook page. Or you can follow us on Twitter, which would be super cool, at at my gospel friends. And to kind of end all the uh, silliness with something serious, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a nice Hudson Taylor quote, one of my heroes of the faith. He says this, To every toiling, heavy-laden sinner, Jesus says, Come to me and rest. But there are many toiling, heavy-laden believers, too. For them, this same invitation is meant. Note well the words of Jesus. If you are heavy-laden with your service and do not mistake it, it is not go labor on as perhaps you imagine. On the contrary, it is stop, turn back, come to me, and rest. Never, never did Christ send a heavy-laden one to work. Never, never did he send a hungry one, a weary one, a sick or sorrowing one away on any service. For such, the Bible only says, come, come, come. Mm, That is good. That's good stuff. Thank you, Hudson. Friend of the show. (laughs) See you guys next time.